0: Jones Baron. He's got it England have won the World
1: Cup by the barest of margins Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match
2: Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket in association with IG Trading and Investments. We're at the Ashes, we're at the second day's play at Lourdes, the whole ground bedecked in red as are many of the spectators, as are Simon Mann and I, well I'm sort of pink actually, and he's red in um, commemoration of the Ruth Strauss foundation of course uh, Andrew Strauss's deceased wife uh, and it's been a a brilliant day of cricket compelling
1: day of cricket what are the raw numbers Simon 355 for nine I think if you shelled out for your Lord's ticket today you pretty much got your money's worth you might have go home tonight and kick a door or two at some of England's tactics in that Mm. mad hour but if you said at the start of the day's play that England would take the last five Australian wickets for 77 and then respond with 278 for four, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. When you consider where England were last night, one stage, 316 for three, you almost thought well, goodbye match, goodbye ashes, but they're, they're right back in the game. And actually we've got three fascinating days lined up in this sort of fluctuating test series and fluctuating test match. The, the, the ashes are smoldering again, <laughs> as opposed to being,
2: look, looking like a dead load of ashes uh, yesterday. So, What's the um, explanation? Because in a way, it's quite interesting. When um, the the toss was announced and there was a great celebration with England having won the toss and put Australia into bat, excitement that the wicket would seem everywhere and England would bowl Australia out for 2.50. Well, obviously, that didn't happen. We forecast yesterday's podcast that Australia might get to 4.20 which they nearly did, 416. So, you know, pretty close in terms of our predictions. But we also thought Australia would pose a lot of problems on this pitch. And they haven't, have they? England have actually got themselves
1: out more more than Australia have made it seem and swing. Yeah, well, all four wickets tossed away. And we'll, we'll come to that in just a moment. But it's a really good point, isn't it? The conditions were better for batting today, but then the conditions weren't particularly good for batting yesterday. The lights were on all day, it was overcast, the pitch was green, it was a bit damp to start with, and Australia you know, came up with 339 for five, and two of those wickets were, were tossed away, and that mad route over a bit of a theme of the game. Well, you played all your cricket here at Lords. I mean, to me it looked like a, a decent pitch to bowl on yesterday, and you thought Australia would still cause problems today, but actually, they, they barely any movement or any swing. And the odd thing is, as well,
2: and this often happened at uh, at Laws, is, you know, when the sun comes out, it it plays better, the pitch plays better. But also, because it's quite a slow pitch, even when you do get the edge, it doesn't carry to slip very well. So there weren't many chances missed. There were a few player misses. But because the, the, the ball wasn't really carrying off the edge when a batsman defended... The bowlers were tempted to pitch it up a bit fuller and then they got driven because the ball did nothing. This this batch was, I mean, there's a couple of times in both innings where bowlers have tried to get the ball changed. That's always a telltale sign. The ball isn't swinging. And yeah, I mean, it, li- it literally did nothing on in, in, today at all. I didn't think, apart from a couple of deliveries, it was actually nice to bat on. Did that surprise you? Yes, it did actually, because I thought there was a lot of grass on the pitch to start with. But the thing is, it's quite dry. And that's the difference. If it's juicy, if it's green and sort of damp, that's when it really moves. Whereas when it's greenish, but dry, and it also you can see the colours already change. The sun's quite hot at this time of year. That Any live grass tends to die after a day or two of this kind of weather like we've got now, hot evening. So I, I, in a way, I'm not surprised because of the overhead conditions.
1: Mm. What about the state of the game then? Australia 4-16, England, 278 for four. I mean, you know, a cracking third day Mm. in prospect, prospect, really. I mean, with the game set up, I mean, you wouldn't really like to call it. I know we we often try to project project ahead and think how this game's going. And I think last night, I think a lot of England supporters yesterday thought, what a massive missed opportunity that was uh, yesterday. We're probably very down in the dumps. You know, I had a few messages from supporters saying, oh, you know, that's the ashes gone. England are going to lose this match. It looks pretty certain. I I think. You, probably you I, I certainly felt last night it felt like a really damaging day for England yesterday but they've, they've fought back I mean they're right in the game now yeah they are right in the game obviously a lot of work to do tomorrow we'll talk about that in a bit I
2: thought it was a very important innings for Ben Stokes actually tonight because he came in when the innings were just wobbling a little bit Joe Root had got out uh, sort of hooking and you know, you thought, oh dear, a um, bit of exposure now. They're going to expose, not England's soft underbelly, but kind of, you know, the, the, the all-rounders, if you like. And Stokes hasn't made any runs so far in the series. He hasn't batted a long time for, a, for, a, for, a, for a, quite a while, has he? So he needed to get his head down today because there was that sort of almost kamikaze mid-innings, mid-afternoon session where the Australian bowlers were just bowling short of a length banging it into the pitch leg theory lots of men on the hook and England couldn't stop hooking stop hooking it reminded me actually of that time uh, here against India right, yeah. many years ago where a lot of English batsmen were bounced out you know and Bob Willis famously said there's more hookers out there than in Soho or something um, and England lost the test match mm-hmm. but uh, sort of the England that, that, that little period of of anxiety
1: sort of died down, and then we, we got proper cricket at the end of the day. Yeah, Stokes totally totally calmed it down. It's strange, isn't it? You're a leader of this side that plays in this ultra aggressive way, and then he came in and just thought, no, I'm going to play orthodox cricket, and it just it was sensible cricket. Do we do should we talk about that hour now? Yes, or do, or do you want to delay it more? No, I mean, that, I that's tell talk- you what,
2: before we talk about that hour. Um, I'd just like to sort of talk a little bit about uh, the. The IG Net Games Arena. Well, you had you had a go in it. today. I had a go in it today, and you know we talk about the that this pitch out here was it going to produce some unplayable deliveries? It didn't, did it? It didn't produce some unplayable deliveries. But IG, the sponsors, have produced this Net Games Arena behind us uh, on the nursery ground, which replicates six great balls from the Ashes. Um, I've repeated what they are several times on this podcast. We sort of know what they are now. We can guess what they are. Certainly, we know it's Shane Moore's Ball of the Century and a few others. Well, I took took my uh, sort of uh, the, the, the danger money and went and
1: actually faced them today. And how, how did it go? So, okay, so I know that uh, Mike Allerton made six, didn't he when, yeah. he, when he had his go? I think Ebony Rainford Brent yeah. said she made about ten. ten. Yeah. How many did Simon Hughes former lower order stroke tail end <laughs> batting average 11.53 For, uh, how many did you
2: get well firstly before i tell you how many i made i did say to the the people running this installation which is put in by batfast by the way it's soft balls that get fired out of a screen after the run-up so it, it, it is quite realistic actually the sort of virtual reality the bowler running in when the ball that they bowl actually comes out and they said do you want medium or hard standard right and I said well I haven't played cricket for ages I think I'll have medium no no they said you've got, to have hard. You're an you've got to have hard you're an
1: expert you've got to go hard so I okay so I
2: said oh okay so I had to have a hard the first ball was a brilliant delivery by Pat Cummins, which took the edge and I had a big drive at it played and missed the next ball was Jimmy Anderson's delivery to uh, Michael Clark in a test match in 2013 and I managed to get a bit of a bat on it and sort of hit it back for sort of one I think kind of on the top of the top of the back but the one I was really looking forward to was the ball of the centre yeah. and I thought right I know how to play this <laughs> I know what's going to happen I know exactly how to do it so I, play, I went back and across knowing it was going to pitch outside leg something and then spin across me because I thought I'd be able to hit it on the up back sort of past mid on it gloved me and went over my head it took off so it's a pretty nasty delivery and then a couple of balls after that I managed to hit Mitchell Johnson back past mid on because I knew it was coming into me I scored six. Are you happy and with I, six? And I, I was happy with six. I watched a few other people have an absolute horror show. So six, level with Athers,
1: Happy with that? Yeah. Well, that, that's good. The only thing is, yours earlier on, you told me you scored five. So have you added a bit of VAT during the day? It, a quick single. <laughs> it was a quick single which right. didn't come up on the screen. Ah, okay. And I would have. You know, so officially you got five. In your own I head, got, you got six. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like it sounds like good fun. Anyway, to have to go? It, anyway. it is a
2: good fun, and I added six whatever, £100 to the IG Net Gains Fund which is paying for net facilities to be installed around the country so everybody who comes to the game have a go in the IG Net Gains Arena because you can add more money to the Net Gains Fund. And for more information on the Net Gains Fund go to IG.com investing. So I'm very glad that I didn't actually have to face Glenn McGrath's bowling in the Net Gains Arena. Uh, because of course he has an amazing record here at Lords. He took eight for on one visit. Of course, he took the famous five for 25 in 2005 to totally knock England's hopes apart after they bowled Australia out for 190. So the other day I caught up with him and I talked to him about his art of bowling at Lords and why he loved it so much. Lords is a
0: very very special place and coming to Lords you know walking up the stairs into the change rooms just thinking of the history and you know the people that have played here before and just everything about what makes Lords special and you go up and there's the honor board system it was the first time I'd come across it anywhere in the world and it had five wickets in an innings ten wickets in a match and then on the other side was a hundred runs in an innings and some of the you know the greats of the game are up there and you thought yeah you know, I want to get my my name up on those boards my first day bowling at lords yeah it's so different you're running in a bowl at first ball there's no atmosphere the crowd the noise isn't building it's like a pin you could hear a pin drop so that was unique it was overcast which probably helped and then that slope at lords probably suits my style of bowling perfectly i could just bowl it outside off stump some would hold their line and then others would come back down the slopes into the stumps. We went off for, I think it was a rain break. Came back on, first ball to NASA after the break, LBW plumb in front. And that was my fight, my fifth wicket. And I knew then that I was gonna get my name up on the board. So a lot of special memories there. I was lucky enough to go on and get another three. We knocked them over for 77. By the time we walked through the long room, up the stairs, into the change rooms, they had it already had it up on the board. So a bit of the tape that we used to tape our ankles was up on there. Eight for Glenn McGrath, 8 for 38. And then every time I came back at Lords, always did well. Yeah, you know, can't complain. Three matches, three men of the matches. And little known fact is, you know, I've scored, you know, 30 odd 40 odd runs, never been dismissed at Lords. So, uh, yeah, it could have got up on the other board, the 100. But uh, if they'd hung around long enough,
1: So, before the break, you heard Glenn McGrath talking about his 8-foot in the 1997 Test match and, here. And by the way,
2: it's a remarkable fact, isn't it,
1: that he's never been dismissed here. What
2: he loves right. about yeah, the yeah, is not only yeah. that he's taken all those wickets at an average of about 12, but he's not out mm. with the bat as well. One of the worst batsmen in Test cricket. <laughs> no one could dismiss him here, so...
1: An amazing story. He, he wants to roll this pitch up and take it home with yeah. him. That Test match, actually in 1997, finished in a draw. It was very rain affected. England just managed to survive on the on the final day. Mark Butcher played really well in that Test match. Not the first time actually he played well in an Ashes Test match. Right. Okay, yos. We need to talk about that that mad hour. Lots of people listening to this will have seen it, heard about it, and probably interested to see how what our take uh, was on it. I, I, I don't know many people who feel it was sensible cricket I mean to me it just seemed just totally unnecessary just a bit of context for those of you not quite sure what happened England were when Nathan Lyon went off injured with a, with a calf injury and by the way that's quite important isn't yeah it? absolutely totally to- especially absolutely. for this match with well, it's, it's, England batting last for all sorts of reasons it's, but it's pivotal to what happened in the next hour yeah. because it meant that you, they no longer had a bowler to hold an end so Australia had to bowl pace from both ends and, you know, and that meant sapping the energy out of uh, at the bowlers is going to take they're going to have to bowl more overs. Line bowls at one end you just rotate them from the other you could you know you can rest them bring them back in relatively fresh. So that's the situation that's the context. So Australia right we're going to bomb England now. We're going to do what England have done to lots of other teams. They set the field back. Four men on the boundary. banged it in short and lo and behold England said rather than just ducking and weaving and leaving it and just sapping the energy of the bowlers and so you've got to do something different with one of your, your main bowler off the field they took it on three players out caught pulling joe root out before he was out caught off a no ball until he was reprieved well, they, he was actually not hooking
2: that he was gloving that in fact it was sort of a semi i suppose he was trying well, he to went, ride it he, went he for was the trying to, to a short ride it ball early, it, early on as yeah, well early yeah. on just leave yeah. it just yeah, leave it just sure. get the
1: pace sure. of the pitch anyway okay. and eventually he did he did pull one and yeah. it was caught by steve smith a good catch that some people thought you know he grasped it i didn't i thought it was a perfectly fair catch Harry Brooke took it on as well, dropped at square leg by Labashane. So England. And, and Ollie Pope as well. And Ollie Pope. So England tossed away three wickets. In fact, they tossed away four because Zach Crawley came down the pitch to Lyon. And Duckett was also out pulling, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Duckett out pulling. 98. For 98. I mean, what must he be feeling tonight? He had the chance of an Ashes 100 at Lord's. He played really well, actually, didn't he? And mm. he kept pulling. Most of the time he, he got he got over it and rolled his wrists, but one too many. And. Warner took the catch, so you had three players who were out on the pool shot—an obvious tactic—and three succumbed. Fritted, wickets frittered away when you could have just said, "Hold on a second, let's play some sensible cricket. Let's, you know, duck, get out of the way of it." and see what else you've got Australia, rather than just falling into a, you know, a really obvious trap. Because it's the trap that England set other teams, isn't it? Yeah. And they, they fall into it as well. And, and I, I agree with you.
2: I think it's foolish cricket, because it's it sort of almost taking on the whole idea, which is very much a, a current philosophy amongst modern players. If there's a long on-fielder in a T20 match, you don't worry about it being on the boundary. You know you've got the power needed over his head. And 20 years ago, you'd have been absolutely, you know, you'd have been hauled over the coals by the coach, for trying to hit one over the top of a long on-fielder. But now, no, there's no blame attached. And this is a sort of almost going beyond that. They've got all the men out on the hook. It's telegraphed what they're going to bowl. Nobody on the drive or anything like that. The bowlers are whacking it in short every single delivery. So it, it is actually kamikaze to play the hook shot every time. You have no control over it here at Lord's, especially into the corners. It's actually quite a big hit sort of straight, it's not that big, and some square shots, but into the corners where hooks tend to go, it's quite a long way. And I just think it is nuts to be to be playing that shot. If you just duck and weave out of the way, then in the end, the bowler gets tired and gives up and tries to, to bowl normally. The only thing I can think in, in, in England's sort of favour for what their strategy was is you have to keep the scoreboard going. And if you keep ducking and weaving, the score goes nowhere. The bowlers get... So sort of confident because their figures are fairly economical, and then they, they produce a wicket-taking delivery and your score hasn't moved on. So I think England's philosophy is have a go at it and you'll get a few away. You might get out in the end, but the score has rattled along. Has it rattled along enough? It's 278 for four with four top-order players back in the hutch. Mm. So, no, it hasn't. Actually, the batting conditions here, England should be, really... 300
1: for three not 278 for four well the, the bold facts are in in the space of seven overs they lost three wickets to pull shots the addition of 36 runs when you think mm. just yeah just take the heat out of the ball what I would say is I thought Australia did it really well they had they, their fielding was tenacious their catching was good their bowling was aggressive I thought stark cranked it up I, I, you Green went for about six and over. Well, before he, before he was going, but then he yeah. th- then he sort of he got into them a bit, and then I thought Green did it well as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, they've so, got the ammunition, haven't they? Yeah, to do exactly.
1: It. They've got the ammunition to do it. They've got that extra pace. Hazel picks up a wicket. Green picks up a wicket. Stark picks up a wicket. It you know, it, it kind of worked for them, especially when they must have been thinking, oh, you know, goodness me, Nathan Lyons gone off the field. He's our tr- trump card. He's our he's the man to hold an end and take wickets in the fourth innings. And, that, and that's going to be important. I mean, we don't know as we speak at the moment. We don't know how serious the injury is. It looked like a calf pull, and if it's a calf pull, well, he's not bowling again in this match. He's probably not going to bowl in the next match. He might not even be bowling again in the Ashes. Only it's a bit premature. It's but
2: uncanny, isn't it? In his hundredth consecutive yeah. test, that he's he's finally got injured. I mean, I, I think it's 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 gone wrong. That really his yeah. tactics. I think they have it hasn't cost them dearly, but it could do in the end. Yeah. You know, because they're not. Three hundred for seven or something, but they are three wickets unnecessarily given to the opposition, where they could be in a slightly stronger position, which might have a an ultimate uh, effect or an influence on the outcome of the game
1: two two days hence. Yeah, it just seems to me that there are times gone to their head I mean, a bit. Well, in time, there are there are times in a game. When you just play the situation and you just adapt to it, you be smart. Yeah, you, you, you play smart cricket, play sensible cricket. And we've t- we've talked about the n- numerous occasions when that could have happened. You know, my my big uh, example of that was in Wellington. Don't be forced to follow on. To me, that was just you know sensible cricket, yeah. like a yeah. pragmatic cricket. And I thought they, you know, it, within the game they could have played pragmatic cricket. And yeah. what was interesting is that Stokes, when he came in, he did play pragmatic cricket yeah. in the end. And they stopped and they brought on Travis Head and they knocked the ball around and they just sort of rebuilt. That's exactly
2: right and and actually the other thing is as a fast bowler if you see batters flapping at it trying to go for it and you know you've got men on the hook to possibly catch a miss hit you are confident you are more invigorated as a bowler to try it more often because you know they're going to come off at different heights and he is eventually going to miss Q1 it's the law of averages. Yeah
1: absolutely I I think a lot of people feel like that it, it, it was a hard it's a hard tactic to sort of justify, really. I think, but you know, this England team have done things that we can't have, can't explain, can't explain you know, haven't expected, and a lot of them have, have come off. Mm. But you just you just felt they gave away an advantage that they they didn't need to do. I, I think their goal, of course, from here is it possibly can is to score 500, and now I think that is that the chances of doing that is much reduced. I mean, if they yeah, you know, they could easily have been 250 for two at the close of the play, something like that, because Australia were flat, especially after Nathan Lyon went off, and that is a that is a big blow uh, for them. Travis Head came on a ball sort of tidily, but you know he's, he's he's a tidy ball. He's not the same threat. So anyway, but I mean a riveting day, isn't it? It's been mean, a fabulous day's cricket, and England, as I said at the start, much better position now than they. Could. I think they probably even. Could have imagined themselves I, at the no, end of the day's place. It's a curious day in a way.
2: It is a curious day, and I, I thought, you know, I thought to myself in my head, I was saying England could concede a lead of 120 yeah, here on yeah. first innings, thinking the pitch would play as a bit more like it did yesterday. It didn't, and England batted well. And actually, I don't think Australia bowled well. That first 10 overs, 12 overs, it was a bit all over the place nobody really posed a major threat they found the pitch with the roller having been on it the pitch didn't really do much but they gave England some a bit of a head start then they sort of dragged it back a bit but in the end, England are in a decent position, but they need at least another 200 runs.
1: Yeah, you think so, wouldn't you? They, they'd love a lead, a, a, you know, I don't know, 50 lead minimum, really. I mean, you'd love 100 if absolutely possible. That's getting quite greedy, you score 516. Not impossible, still Bearstow to come. A bit more of a tail in this test match Broad and Robinson and then Tung and Anderson. So a lot a lot resting on the next, what, three, you know, the next three. The yeah. two are in and, and Bear, Bearstow though. to come, what happens yeah. in the morning. We should go back to the start of the day and, and look at the end of Australia's innings. How, how did England bowl this morning? There was the inevitable Steve Smith hundred. We said last night; it just you know it, it felt almost inevitable since the time he he stopped by the rope before he walked on the ground uh, yesterday. No surprise that he got there. Lovely shot through extra cover to, to bring up his hundred. How, how did England bowl? Did did Australia fritter things away? A bit? I think they did.
2: I, I I thought England bowled okay. I thought Broad was decent from the pavilion end. Uh, he got a good ball to, to get rid of Alex Carey on review. I thought uh, Mitchell Stark played a pretty lazy shot against Anderson, who wasn't looking that threatening. It was quite an interesting little period when Anderson from the nursery end was bowling to Smith in the 90s. He was on 99 for a few balls, and Stokes shuffled the field around and made Smith a tiny bit nervous, slightly more frenetic than he normally is. Uh, he eventually got that lovely drive away through the covers and got to his 100, his 32nd Test 100. It's quite an amazing achievement really isn't it I mean what it's just a sort of extraordinary fact. I heard Ricky Ponting on commentary saying uh, I don't know any country that has really worked out how to get him out no. who who has got the answer to Steve Smith no one has actually really, and actually I looked down the list of bowlers who dismissed him uh, for more than once or twice Jadeja and um, Ravi Ashwin have both dismissed him eight times but in about 20 odd attempts 25 attempts and he's averaging in the 30s against them which is low for him the only bowler I, I could find who's dismissed him a few times with an average of less than 25 was uh, Kagiza Rivada who's dismissed him four times in nine innings three times caught wicketkeeper, keeper caught mm. behind and he's only averaging 21 against Rivada that's the lowest I could find all the others 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 no one has really found the answer to him because Actually, he watches the ball like a hawk, as you were saying yesterday, even in, as the non-striker. He's worked out a method. He actually has a very, you know, his bat face comes down very cleanly. Actually, um, Ponting was also talking about the way his hands work together. and His bottom hand almost extends, hyper-extends through the shot when he drives. And he doesn't seem to have an obvious weakness. Uh, so, actually, what you have to do is just
1: plug away outside off Stump and Hobie Edges won. Yeah, which eventually did, didn't he? And that's why I think Australia just got a little bit casual. Perhaps they thought they had enough runs. You know, sometimes yeah. you think oh, actually 400, let's get bowling. And I think they probably expected to make more inroads. I think, you know, I think most people in our commentary box, doesn't special commentary box, thought that. Uh, and you know, more experienced and more cricket wise people than, than me in our box. There's thought, nobody more cricket wise <laughs> than you, surely. Well, seen a lot of cricket but not played at the level of some of these guys oh, of course and I think everyone thought yeah 400 that's a good score 416 good score for Australia and that's something to work with and I think you probably thought as well they would yeah, they would get a first I innings did. lead yeah and it, it didn't work out like that so whether Australia just thought yeah yeah we can try and advance the game on a bit uh, and line was caught fine leg pulling yeah. as you said start big drive Smith big drive Nick off even 70. even
2: Hazelwood got a big slash with yeah. Cummins doing quite well. I mean, Cummins was playing fairly orthodox yeah. at the other end, and uh, Hazel had a big slash and caught behind. I do think Australia thought they'd done enough there. Yeah. Actually, it just looked like it a little bit. Here we are. We're going to come out and knock over England for 200. Mm. Didn't happen.
1: No. 416, good score, but England responded 278 for four, which you know sets up a a cracking Friday at Lords. Uh, I, sometimes you can build these days up. You know, I think we came today probably a lot of England supporters came today a bit nervous a bit pessimistic about what was going to happen and it's, it's turned out far better so somehow you can come with a great deal of optimism and then you get bowled out and by the close of the play tomorrow Australia 250 ahead or something like that but the, the lion thing feels quite significant uh, to me and it, England can just work away tomorrow grind it down whether they will or not well they almost certainly won't Will they try and try and smack <laughs> Actually, it Actually
2: I thought Harry Brook mm-hmm. after his sort of slightly frenetic start mm-hmm. of his innings started to play really well. I was interested to see how he handled the short bowling and he, he had a few hooks, and he stepped away and had a bit of a flap, and he hit a couple of shots down yeah. the ground, had a bit of luck. missed one shot where uh, Cameron Green bowled a slower ball. It looked like he was going to bowl another short ball. He pitched it up, bowled a slower ball. Uh, Brook was in completely the horrible position, had a big slog missed, and the ball just shaved the leg stump, and he got away with it. But actually after that, he started to play properly like Stokes. And I've got high hopes that that partnership in the
1: morning can be really productive if they apply themselves. They've put on 56 so far, so that's a good Job, Brooks. Such a, I mean, such a talented player. He hits the ball so sweetly. But there were some. Oh, he, he was he was going the same way as the others, wasn't he? He was dropped by labashane who's such a good fielder. I, I could barely believe uh, Labuschagne dropped. I don't think Smith would have dropped it. Caught caught really well, Steve Smith. Deep back with square leg poke, and Root at uh, backwards square leg close in. Uh, he's, he's such a good fielder. I thought Australia were tenacious. I I, I take my hat off to them because it's a big blow when they lost uh, lion Anyway. What a frantic, mad day. Uh, but now the challenge is
2: Simon Mann in the Net Games <laughs> Arena tomorrow. Uh, well, come on, I'm going to get you there, and I'm going to tell you how he got on. I well, hope you get a lot less than me, and I reckon you will. <laughs>
1: well, I, I I'd quite like to have a go. I have just got to find the time because you can't. It's hard to nip away and take your eyes off what's going on minutes, in the middle. It's is only it? one
2: over, okay. six balls. Okay.
1: You, look, I'm going to line it up
2: tomorrow. So, listeners, look forward to that as much as you you are going to look forward to the next stage, the next instalment of England against Australia. I have
1: got a dodgy hip. I won't be able to play off the back foot with any surety. Just Just use your hands.
2: Get your hands through the ball and you'll be fine. Look, we should go because we've got other things to do. I'm sure you have. And anyway,
1: we're looking forward to tomorrow. So we speak to you then. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Fascinating day tomorrow. Let's hope this Test match continues to enthrall, delight and perplex us. Goodbye for
0: now. Sports Social Podcast Network.